Have you ever heard of Nikki Glasser? Nikki Glasser? Yeah, I think she's a comedian. I can't be sure. So nope. I was scrolling through TikTok as I do. And as you do. Someone had posted a, a sh- like a short clip from a sh- like a talk show that she had been on. And mm-hmm. she was making a comment about the difference between men and sense of humor and women's sense of humor. And she said, men women have one. Yes. <laughs> Our traumas have lent us the ability to be funny. <laughs> All of the suffering gets stored up in a bag and then you use that bag to make jokes well one at a time <laughs> it's like it's like that magic bag that has no bottom you know what i'm saying the mary poppins bag yeah. Yeah. the yeah, one yeah. from halloween town where they put like a lamp inside yeah you reach real deep down yeah. and you grab out a big joke yeah. yeah so she said i can't remember what she said about men's sense of humor other than it not existing for the most part but she said men think that women's sense of humor is when women like a woman with a sense of humor is a woman laughing at the man's jokes. That's what they think a sense of humor is. That's super true. Because if you ever see like, especially on reality TV, you know, they do the like close cam interviews where they're like, yeah, what I'm looking for is like someone with a sense of humor, you know, someone who can keep up. And what they're actually saying is someone who laughs at my jokes. That's very mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. They think they're funny versus being funny. And I'm like, and I told my mom this the other day and I was like, you know, guys really hate it when they find out that you're funnier than them. And I've never met a man that I'm not funnier than stay tuned (laughs) where are you come on you probably wouldn't talk to them knowing you they'd be like ha and you'd be like no (laughs) wrong oh because the funny thing is and this is the thing that women don't want to say all of us slash all of y'all we enjoy being the funny ones so the same syndrome that they have we have and we're like (laughs) and so sometimes the the woman in this scenario goes i'm the funny one i am the one with the jokes (laughs) i don't know tell the jokes (laughs) i don't know my brother seth is like super funny like he's so funny and so i think he's probably the only funny man that i know and if more men could be that kind of funny where it's like funny because they're like witty and intelligent and not because Mm. they're making like some inane sexist joke or something like that you know then the world would be a better place and i would consider those men to be funny but they are few and far between yeah they must have a colony somewhere in like (laughs) (laughs) they're growing they can't know know. (laughs) yes yes so do you remember those jokes that you i think everybody made them but it was like the room where all the hot guys are locked in when you go out on a Friday night and you're expecting to see them and they're just none there. And so you're imagining like they're all at one specific bar, like hanging out together. You're a really good looking guy, dude. You're a really good looking guy. (laughs) Complimenting (laughs) each other or feeling very insecure. It's one of the two. Do you think that guy's better hair than me? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, how much do you squat, bro? (laughs) Hell, what's your bench? Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, mine's, you know, insert number here, but it's fine. It's no big if deal. anyone in a dating scenario with me started a conversation with my PR is, I would leave. <laughs> I would leave the chat. Oh, so you have no personality. Got it. <laughs> okay. Your whole personality is a protein shake. Right. Uh, cool. <laughs> or pre-workout. Great. 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 It's fine. So um, I have restarted Gilmore Girls. Great. Congratulations. Because I can't not watch Gilmore Girls. I usually Max take Max a- Medina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was watching it and that came up and I texted Hannah and I knew that she would understand what I meant. All I heard in my head was Max Medina. Max Medina. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, I love Lorelai and Luke, don't get me wrong, but like Max and her were on a different level 
intellectually speaking yes like max was able to keep up with her and max was just witty charming romantic like he was kind of perfect like he was a he was a full package kind of guy he's the one that i would choose of the three like Mm. 23 year old emma is choosing christopher of season one yeah yeah 28 year old emma is picking max medina 27 year old hannah is choosing luke but 23 24 25 and 26 year old hannah would have chosen christopher every single time yep the bad boy thing i don't know plus the the actor is hot i like the the broody love you know we'll talk about this in a second but Mm -hmm. i like the broody love meant to be love you know you know like the stars but sorry there's pollen everywhere so i'm like i keep having like am i sneezing am i not sneezing moments all the time so it was just this giant pause and emma just rocks backwards like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and reverse vomiting <laughs> fine um okay my only other comment i have two comments about gilmore girls which is why i brought it up one yes, yes. emily gilmore is the most underrated character of all time emily gilmore is the definition of iconic she is the mvp of that show yes. she she never changes she is who she is the entire time she is an oak of righteousness she <laughs> is who i aspire to be as i grow in age which like i i'm not sure that i believe in myself aging like we'll see if it's actually happening we'll debatably see (laughs) but i just love her attitude and you know she gets a lot of flack for being like the overbearing controlling mother but she's like just as witty as lorelei is she just has her moments you know yeah she she represses the wit i think i think it's not ladylike to her to be witty yeah like to always be like pop 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 um, but I think Lorelai also does that from a place of insecurity. So I anyway, uh, my only other comment is that when Emily, uh, Emily, Lorelai and Rory go see Harvard, yeah, I found she said a quote that was very um, relevant to my experience at college. Mm. And she talks about the naive, pretentious, pretentious worldviews that college kids get that come crashing down around them the day of graduation. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, your time is coming. <laughs> You're just like a witch cackling in order. <laughs> I'm watching like Gen Zers like with their like wokeness, and I'm like, just wait, just, just wait. wait, just wait until you get the chance to leave the country, and then you'll see. You're just sitting there like, no, no, no. I want you to hold on to it. I want you to cling. No, no, no. no. You, you believe to. that. You do. Um, it's an Alexis Rose moment. You do that. <laughs> and finally, Hannah, my question for you: How does ink come out of pens? it's the same thing so actually i was having a conversation yesterday where i was explaining that i was a super stubborn kid and that i am a still she's still there i am still a stupid a stupid Stupid. stubborn i am a super i'm combining the words (laughs) i can't even hold on to it um i'm a very stubborn adult and so i was explaining this in a case study known as santa (laughs) <laughs> so I, I genuinely used to get in fights at school up until the age of like 12, yeah. insisting that Santa, Santa was, was real. real. Yeah, for sure. Because no one had ever told me that he wasn't, that I I believed him. way too long. And so, yeah, for sure. And so Mom, then, what were you like, doing? And then so the kids 
would that challenge me? I'd be like, you fools, you're absolutely stupid. I can't believe you're about to lose out on all this free Christmas swag. Like oh, your parents. Oh, did your mom tell you that? Bet she's trustworthy. Whatever, Susan. Like, I fully committed. Like, I planted my flag in the ground and I was not wavering. No. Until mm-hmm. my mother told me, she because I, I kept getting in all these like altercations at school. And so she sat me down and she's like, Hannah. I have to tell you something. Time has come. (laughs) What? (laughs) What could you possibly tell me? (laughs) What news? (laughs) What news from the West? She's like. From the North, actually, Hannah. Yeah. No, there's no North because Santa's dead. (laughs) Santa's not real. And I've lied to you. Therefore, the North Pole can't be real either. (laughs) It's not. It's a fallacy. So literally, like, I did not speak to her for two weeks. But I I was insistent. Mm -hmm. And. I am sure this was going somewhere. Well, we were talking about Gilmore Girls, so maybe. Oh, incoming out of pens. I'm I'm back. I'm in the room. So so a friend of mine was like, well, why would you believe something like that? It's very illogical. And I'm like, oh, yeah, planes. Planes make sense. (laughs) Oh, of course, this giant thing of metal just magically goes and it's in the air. Like, there are so many illogical things that make The Wright brothers have entered the chat. Yeah. The flat earthers are like, guys. <laughs> so the point being, I, I too have logic questions yes. that I'm like, oh, sure. We just assume this is all happening, but how do we know? And they're like, oh, the science, you know, you just have physics and then there's a bird and then uh, they put a bunch of physics but <laughs> engines and they go, and then the plane goes up. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know how it works. These are human <laughs> concepts. So therefore <laughs> they are fallible. Fallible! <laughs> so the point is, uh, Santa's still real. Hold it up if you're a real one. And you know. <laughs> Tim Allen said so. <laughs> he has to Tim open. Allen told me. <laughs> yeah there's a a crushing blow there's a moment in the santa claus which is like mine and my family's like our favorite christmas movie like no it's not the grinch is our favorite well the grinch is my favorite (laughs) i'm like my family's overall favorite okay fair okay so when all opinions are gathered into one it's the santa claus when it's just my sister and i it's the grinch obviously but there's a moment in his santa transformation right his transantimation some would say me that's who would say that there's a moment when he looks like my dad and oh, no. every time I see it, I'm like, dad, oh. <laughs> <laughs> what, <laughs> what, why are you telling me? <laughs> are you telling me that my dad has been Tim Allen this whole time? <laughs> <laughs> Which means that he's been Santa Claus for years. <laughs> for years. <laughs> No, really sorry about all the excessive shouting, but it's really necessary. So, anyway. <laughs> so interestingly, re men. Oh, <laughs> <Yes>. Great. <laughs> to bring it back down. <laughs> to bring us back down to a really depressing <laughs> subject. <laughs> Let's bring up men. So no, so here's the thing. I started watching this new series. It's on Netflix it's called Shadow and Bone. Which is also a book series. It is also a book series. And apparently it's a book series that was iffy was how they put it. Like the writing itself, she would have gone back. The author said she would have gone back and she would like to have tweaked things. Mm -hmm. But I think as a writer, you probably always want to do that. So I have no opinion on the books because I've only seen the series. Emma, you've read one of the books. I've read the first book. And I will say that it's, it's not that it's an uninteresting plot line. It's just, for me, it was hard to um, get really into, you know? Right. 
So sometimes oh. I think that the writing is just, it, there's just something about it that makes it like hard to keep reading it. Yeah. So I read a Harper's Bazaar article that actually talked about the show is better than the book in this case because it allowed for character development that didn't happen in the book. So they basically took the best elements of each character Mm -hmm. and then kind of fine tuned them and made them better with the author executive producing. So it was a really cool concept. I know the author was involved, though, because a lot of times they like they're like, "Mm, we like your idea. You sit in that corner. We and bought it, so now we like, own you. Game of Thrones <laughs> yeah. has entered the chat, so. <laughs> <laughs> I really still like it. Anyway, Sorry. I've been watching this new series, and it has brought up something to me that is a perennial issue for me. Okay. I am a movie lover, as we know. We've been yes. new. Mm-hmm. So I am very into the plot lines of movies, the outcomes of movies, and I will rewatch stuff a lot. So I finished Shadow and Bone really quickly, which is of course. pretty on, pretty on brand for me. Uh, I think I finished it in like four days ish. How many like episodes is it? Seven, and they're an hour long. Okay, mm-hmm. so you know, um, it's fine. It's fine. So no, it's less than four days. It was three days. It was three days. Um, <laughs> anyway, an episode plus two others a day. Got it. Yeah, we're we're fast forwarding through the part where I'm sad and I watch too much TV. Yep, we know. Paddle on. <laughs> so I, I'm just going to bring up this point of discussion that I tried to bring up to Emma earlier, but I couldn't think of a ton of great examples. So it's going to remain a sidebar. But essentially, in movies and in TV shows, I tend to root for or like hold feelings for the wrong person. Sure. So in the plot line, there are these two characters and I'm not right. going to go too much into it in case you, people want to watch it. I would recommend it. It's a good like sci-fi E YA E mm-hmm. one is her like orphan boyfriend. Right. Right. So one is the super nice, wholesome protector, like orphan friend that she grew up with. And the other is this, like he uses dark magic. He's a general, like he's very like daddy vibes. Don't, don't. <laughs> I was vomiting the right way that time. Don't. So, you guys know what I mean. No, no one knows what she means. Lots of people know what I mean, Hannah. Leave the chat. So anyway, that word has left the chat. And it's currently being investigated by the SEC and FBI. So the point being, um, he's got like a broody, like rich boy vibe. Mm-hmm. And I tend to root for the wrong guy. So what I mean by that is like in a lot of films, there's like a clear protagonist boyfriend Mm -hmm. and like an antagonist boyfriend that you're not Mm -hmm. supposed to like. Mm -hmm. I almost always like the antagonist boyfriend. I know what you mean. Like Star Wars, I really like um, Kylo Ren, like the dark, like not supposed to like him boy. I was Mm -hmm. never a fan of uh, Finn. I was never a fan of Finn and Ray being together. Like mm-hmm, I just didn't mm-hmm. like his energy. Yeah. That kind of thing. But I literally went back and rewatched parts of the episodes where they were like, it was leaning towards she was going to be with this dark general guy. Cause I really liked the vibe. And then I was really upset when my life plans don't work out that way because it's supposed to be like, Oh no, don't worry. She gets back with the good guy. And like the Mm. series isn't ended. So, you know, I'm not spoiling anything, but it's really annoying when, (laughs) and I shouldn't be annoyed. Like I should be rooting for the guy who's like super hot and positive and like, yay light. Yeah. 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 But 
I, I, no, I know what you mean. I think there's like a nice guy quality about the protagonist boyfriends in those novels yep. that makes it hard for me. To, like, they're such like soys. You know what I'm saying? Like soy boys. I genuinely boys. don't. <laughs> I no okay, when I say soy boy, about. I mean like <laughs> soft, milky, like squishy. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe like tofu consistency. So here's my my sidebar to the sidebar. The side sidebar. So there's this like trend going around of like things guys have in their dating profile that is an immediate swipe left for like everybody. And Married. that's a good one. They're usually not as forthcoming about it. Strikingly, but that's no, a good one. Uh, there is this, they use the word alpha. And uh, first ew. of all, that's been a debunked theory in the wolf pack, you know, experiment. <laughs> um, Lorelei says like, yeah, She's I like, said it so. was debunked. So, I can tell you for uh, sure. I can tell you right now. <laughs> Me being descended from wolves. I'm telling you. No. Um, and Lorelai's descended from wolves. Those are like the wimpiest wolves that ever existed. <laughs> but more like lay in packs than hunt in packs. <laughs> They're just like lethargic packs. You know. They're like wolves. Lincoln throat, lethargic you know? throat. <laughs> We're all there. So <laughs> um, but there's this like when someone says they're an alpha that someone so a girl was saying like, i went on a date and she says i asked the guy if you had to describe yourself in one word in one word what would you say and he says alpha and she goes oh so you mean like wife beater and domestic abuse <laughs> and he didn't like that but truly really? <laughs> these like alpha types quote unquote do tend to have a lot of these like really problematic behaviors in their Toxic attitude masculinity in their yeah. attitude towards women lots yep. of like bad possessiveness mm-hmm. most domestic abusers would probably qualify themselves as alphas quote unquote so yeah it's mostly about control it's yes. less about the relationship and it's more about dominance so i mean dominance has its place in time in very consensual scenarios this is not one of those. Don't use the D word. I'm not emotionally prepared. <laughs> I'll say poppy. How about that? No! <laughs> okay. In the chat, the chat that doesn't exist, AKA our DMs, please tell us, are you a stan of a daddy moment? Or are you like me where it makes your skin crawl? Like around your throat? You want to like, you know what? Places? Some guys don't know they like it until they're called it. And then it changes their life. So what's oh. well, experiment <laughs> hey you never know um i just have daddy issues it's easy for me so, so it's fine my dad's tim allen uh, so. <laughs> my dad is santa claus what do you expect <laughs> of course i'm damaged so on a completely unrelated note i also have like real life adult struggles when i'm not watching netflix which include that i need to actually start sorting through some stuff because eventually we'll be moving in like august mm. And I don't want to wait until July 31st or 32nd to start packing. <laughs> That's like really late. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like right on the edge. I don't want to wait until then to start packing everything. So I'm trying to be pragmatic and go, okay, I definitely have like drawers full of like skincare and beauty stuff that I can go through and get rid of the stuff that I'm not going to use, mm-hmm. you know, the duds that, that we purchased and it wasn't for her. She wasn't with us. And then I didn't want to, and I keep not wanting to, because here's my thought process. Okay. It's, I do the opposite with clothes. Like I'm really easy about getting rid of clothes that I don't wear. Cause I'm like, I know I don't wear it, but with skincare, I'm like, what, what if I need, I need it? And then I have thrown away this whole jar of thing that I now need to purchase again. It would mm-hmm. be such a waste. Like, like 30 bucks. 
I know like oh I could throw out this foundation that I haven't worn in a year or (laughs) even if it's gone bad probably but (laughs) keep it (laughs) yeah I could keep it for the day that I need it and I go to buy it and I'm like no why would I I run out of the foundation that I usually use and I have no foundation left until I remember oh that's right I kept this foundation Yeah. yeah except I don't wear makeup every day so that really doesn't work for me anymore but yeah that's the 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 sentiment is there yeah we had our options appointment this week for our house and Mm. basically that was like locking in our choices for uh the floors that we're getting uh they're not free by the way you just have to yeah and that's so depressing (laughs) you just have to float (laughs) if you don't want to pay for flooring uh in a new build (laughs) what do you mean floors don't come with the house (laughs) i hope you enjoy dirt because they ain't doing nothing for free (laughs) so natural vibe we want yeah, a farmhouse we're going, we're going involved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we had to pick out all of the different options. And of course, I had a pre-meeting meeting where I went in and like an interior designer, pulled all of these different things and like layered them on top. And I'm like, what's that color story? <laughs> sure, <laughs> it was sure. really funny because the guy who's managing the sales office goes, what do you do for a living? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm a technical writer, like an analyst. And he's like, oh, why? Well, uh, it sort of looks like you're an interior designer. And I'm like, well, you'd think so. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> but it's a completely non-viable career option for me because I have to support my family. Unfortunately. If, if and when we come into some like windfall investment or we win like $5 million, maybe six, then yeah, I'd love to be an interior designer. I just need one person to like see my living room and be like, hey, I'm going to tell my mom you. that you should decorate <laughs> our living room because it looks really good. So I had a guy over once and we were just sitting and talking and chatting and he comes in and he's like, I love this room. And I was like, I know, first of all, it's fine. Like, it's totally fine. I know what I'm doing. And then he, I was like, so like, you could tell your mom if you wanted, like if you wanted. I didn't say that, but I was thinking it. I was like, spread the word. <laughs> anyway. Uh, any who's all. I think that is enough chit chat before we get I suppose. into- the realness that is the TCT. We could really just have a chit chat. So one of these days, probably. we probably should do that for a quick tea. P.S. We have a quick tea coming. Sorry. Yes. I, I call it, I had, I call it, I had 40 pages worth of term papers to write. So it really isn't her fault. We are currently hiring and firing producers because we never had them. So (laughs) we have fired them and rehired the non-existent ones. (laughs) They're they're getting fired again because they really suck at their jobs. Yeah. Listen, they are, they are just on notice constantly. (laughs) But don't worry. Come fall, I will have taught Hannah everything I know because I'm taking 19 credits. So big oof. I will have less. And one of them is a thesis course. So anyway, welcome to the transcontinental tea. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, I am Emma. I am Hannah. And this week we are actually going to do something really sweet and special mm-hmm. and do kind of a chit chat. So we're just going to talk about relationships because honestly, Emma and I were chatting a little bit off pod. I know who, who are we? I'm How so sorry. We? I know. <laughs> Don't speak to each other until you're on here. This is air gold. It's definitely when we talk the most, just so you guys know. Yeah, this like, is like where we're devoting most of our energy, if you know. It used saying. to be that like, we would have like three hour long phone conversations and then we decided to just start recording them. It's so, it's now. It's this. It is. <laughs> yeah. So we really do our best to save the best content for the air, the pod, the team, the you peeps. guys. 
Yeah. So we're going to talk about relationships because Mm -hmm. Emma was in the throes of considering her life choices as she always (laughs) Mm -hmm. is. And, and I was just thinking in general, I had a couple of conversations this week that were with completely separate people about their relationship status. You talk to other people. I know it's not right, (laughs) but I think it's just, I think it's just a like relatable conversation to have because it's really easy when you're in that space of like being a single person or even when you're in my situation and you're married or like you're in a longer term relationship it's really easy to think that you're the only one going through something or like you don't know how to deal with something so I think mm-hmm. yeah relationship conversation mm. and mm. excite mm. Mm. <laughs> but prior to that moment we have some things in between just some little teacups here and there there's one here's one. Oh, look there's another one and the first one that we're it's going a row. to <laughs> a row and the first one that we're going to address you know taste test so to speak mm-hmm. is the tea of the week get your tea and whiskey shot glass and let's go well here we are here we most certainly are and I would like to say, I will start this tea of the week okay, because okay. I am going to be talking about the youths. <gasps> so we were on a, like, not a double date because we're old and married, but we were on a like night out with a, another couple friend of ours. They're really good friends with my husband. Okay. So I was kind of getting to know them. Mm-hmm. And we went out to this pub and it was very lovely. It okay. was in a neighboring city with like a river and a cathedral. Very beautiful. Okay. So we're sitting there having drinks and dinner and just talking Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and slowly, but surely more and more of these young people start to flock, you know, like seagulls where at first Mm -hmm. you might see like one or two. And then all of a sudden there's 60 of them. And you're like, where is the nest? Like, where are you coming from? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I was looking around and like, I, I don't, I look at young people now and I can't even tell if they're like 16 or like 24 and they all look like the same age to me, which Mm -hmm. is a fetus they look like children little babies (laughs) so there's all these like girl teenagers over on my left and then there's boy teenagers far side on my like right Mm -hmm. and we're all outdoor we can only eat outside right now um at restaurants so we're in like a pub garden kind of vibe sure and I see the boys start to send emissaries. So there okay. starts to be one boy who goes over to the girl table and then goes back. And then a different boy goes to the girl table and then goes back. Okay. And I'm kind of watching this in the back of my brain because I'm, I'm having a, an engaged conversation. I'm enjoying my time with my mm-hmm. friends, mm-hmm. but I'm looking around and I'm just watching this like scene unfold. And then all of a sudden, as the sun goes down, more of them come out They like mm. out of, out of every crevice. And then all of a sudden there are not kidding you. We're supposed to be in groups of six outside. There are 20 to 30 amassed hoodlums. <laughs> like they're all in like youths yes they're all in like way too much makeup and matching jumpsuits and like trackies and yeah they they Mm. all have cigarettes and beer because they can drink at 18 yeah yeah. so and apparently they're there enough where they know the manager of this particular pub because they're like sorry about that guy's name and i'm like what is happening so anyway i was watching this like essentially high school dance unfold where like Mm -hmm. all of these boys and all of these girls 
all of these boys yeah and all of these girls anyway they Did not put Humpty back together again they are losing their souls in a material world it's a good Charlotte song how dare you so, <laughs> anyway I know the song <laughs> so yeah I was just watching them interact and I was thinking about how old I am watching them interact looking at the table of older gentlemen who was around the side of us so they were in their like 30s ish and I was like imagine if I was out with like single girls right now what would this look like from my perspective because ew fetuses but then okay 30 something guys hmm 40 mm, something guys 30 something guys still okay with it funny really close all in a big group like a herd why are they all in herds where are the herds coming from <laughs> like <laughs> it's just so many sociological dilemmas happening while I was eating dinner are you ready for a hard truth Yes. Okay. <laughs> this was us at the Mucky Duck. The Mucky Duck. So I was actually talking about this the other day. There was this bar where we went to language school called the Mucky Duck. And Trash. I was talking about this with my husband. <laughs> so he was like, yeah, when I was in college, which is their version of like high school. Yeah. Um, I, we would go to this restaurant that would turn into a bar slash club after like a certain time and if you go there early you stay and I'm like I did that oh, Evan we did and that. I did that <laughs> All so the time. Evan and I would have cranberry juice because it looks like alcohol but it's not, it's not. <laughs> and they wouldn't serve minors you know so it wasn't like we were sneaking anything we were genuinely drinking cranberry juice but mm-hmm. we would sit at this table and like occupy Wall Street for about three hours we did it. and then the changing of the guards would happen and all of these cool people who were older and like drinking came in and we were like yeah we're here to party too <laughs> <laughs> we would like socially smoke cigarettes to not inhale <laughs> oh yeah for sure for sure we always got the blue camel box because it was the pretty <laughs> no i got the i got the pink camel pink the black too. and pink camel yeah 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 it was both Your and then we we would know about we would hang out with the, like the dj and mm-hmm. there was the one time when he brought jello shots yes i did not partake because i was driving but i did not stop anyone else from participating i don't remember if that was me you were there i don't know that you had any or not i don't remember but I will say I had a lot of other people's alcohol. So a lot of people that I knew who would come to the yeah. bar would be like, oh, do you want something to drink? And I'd be like, mm, I'll take a sip. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you, Hannah Marie? Why were we You're like this? So lucky you don't have herpes. <laughs> like, um, so. <laughs> there is like, so seriously, like I just, I, I take my sexual health very seriously. And before and after every new partner, I get a panel done. Um, yes. just to make sure that like, oh, if you ended up having something, I could prove it wasn't from me. Yeah. And if I ended up with something then I would know who it was from. You so, can warn them adequately and move on. Yes. Um, uh, I've been negative every time. So, but there are times when I'm like, how, <laughs> how, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how have I like this long made such poor decisions and managed to escape without any STIs, STDs, et cetera. Like, I don't know how, thank you, Lord for it but thank you jesus i'm just saying y'all if you're like of that age where you're in your your phase of like hook up don't look back do whatever i want consider (laughs) just do it (laughs) every time oh buddy okay well my tea quickly on (laughs) my tea is very sad because i got my lease renewal today and since covid is now nearly behind us they have raised my rent are you moving they raised it by $600. You have to move. 
my rent is 1750 currently and I'm kicking myself because I should have signed a two-year lease when I first got Hannah this is New York City I don't know why you look so shook like that's because cheap that's like painful <laughs> yeah but that's cheap for this city no I understand so. but that's painful yes. yeah so 1750 I was like okay like hard pill to swallow I was looking for more 1500 didn't want to go above that but with two dogs, it was really hard. And I was like on a very like tight timeline at that, at that point, I had like two weeks. So I was like, fine, I'll take it. Looking back, I would have, I should have signed a two year lease, which would have gone up to like 1850 or something. But uh, you still would have been saving money overall. Yes. Because now one year is 2350. And I'm sorry. I, I can't, I love no. the area I live in. I, and it was something that like, I was like, man, I really have to think about this because I always have street parking. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to miss that, you know, but there's parking everywhere. You know? And you could live in a shoebox. Like I know you're in New York, but you could live in a shoebox with a parking space and be okay. Yeah. Like you would not be in that much trouble yourself. It's just you and the dogs. And as long as you have enough space for them and your furniture, like yeah, you I can mean, also I- sell some stuff. I really don't want to have to do a, uh, a studio, but I will do what I have to do. And that might mean replacing my queen size bed with the trundle, you know, which is a bed. I fit just fine on it. It's got the extra mattress underneath. So I still have space for somebody else if they come to visit. Um, right now I just have the space in this place. And they told me when I signed up for the first, the first lease, they were like, oh, it's actually worth about what my rent is now. But because of COVID, the prices are all adjusted. Yeah. So, and I knew my rent was going to go up, but I did not expect a $600 jump. Yeah. But that's, that's high. Like, again, I'm not, I'm not begrudging New York rent. I know that in some places rent is just higher, Mm -hmm. but if you think about it, you're in, you know, Midwood, you're in, you're in the outer limitsy places. Like you're not in like Dumbo, you know what I mean? Like, like there's no reason for the apartment that you have to be 2,300 a month. This is, this area is really nice just because it's so residential, which is why the rent has spiked because I'm surrounded by million dollar homes, you know, and families and it's family. It's, it's yeah. There's like the closest bar is like a 20 minute walk away. Like it's, it's obviously very family oriented. And because everyone around here is so wealthy, the prices are spiked. So I got really lucky with my first rent and I knew there was a chance my rent would spike a lot, but I was hoping it wouldn't. So now I thus begin the apartment search. I hate moving because it's so expensive. Like I'm going to have to seriously like no life from now until when I move because I need to save money so that I can afford my deposits because it's going to be first month's rent, broker's fee, pet deposit. Yeah. Security deposit. Like it's, it's, it was $4,000 to move into this apartment. So yeah. Good news is you'll get some of that back eventually. Event someday I'll get my security deposit back, which was about a thousand dollars. So, so that's at least a little bit back. Yeah. But it's sad because like, I really like my super, I like my building, you know? Yeah. You're enjoying living where you are. Yeah. So, but I am going to look for a place closer to Manhattan. I would, um, just because like, I'd like to live in Manhattan, but I, I have to really consider parking as a thing. And I just don't know that that's going to be possible in uh, without having to either get a monthly parking pass, which is hundreds of dollars or hope I find street parking somewhere, you know? 
Yeah, I know some people do rent like parking spaces. So you could also look into that as an option depending on where you are. It just has to really equalize with whatever rent I end up paying. So if I can find a place for like 15, 1600, then maybe I could consider renting a parking space exactly for however much a month it is probably like some places are like stupid expensive for parking like yeah. one day of parking in a parking garage here I get mine validated so it's only about 17 dollars but on average it's like 30 plus dollars for like a few hours oh my goodness so <sighs> pray for her I will help you with your apartment search as I always do Hannah does love an apartment <laughs> search and I do too it's, it's I love looking for apartments it's fun you know like yeah I love- but having to move you and the dogs is not fun <laughs> I get that I'm definitely hiring movers like I'm not doing it myself I'm not yeah. I refuse so like I will like let you in and then I'm going to Dunkin Donuts and I'm going to sit there for like ever and then you let me know when you're done. leave you with that <laughs> <laughs> you have fun so the dogs and I will be elsewhere so yeah. Anyway, that's my tea. And then the um, other thing, just restaurant wise, I want to mention, I went to this place called at nine on Saturday okay. and it's a Thai restaurant and they changed the decor with the seasons and I have photos I'll post, but it's like gilded mirrors. The entire outside is like a turf with neon at nine on top. And it's got like, they do floral bouquets on the ceilings and the walls and they have chandeliers and they change it every season. And it's like, Oh, wow. It's small, but it's so pretty. And everyone who walked by, like, stopped and looked at it. Like, it catches your eye. So if you're ever in New York City, guys, and you want to go to a nice place to eat on, where is it? It's on the Upper West Side. It's called At Nine. Nice. So if I could live on the Upper West Side, my dreams would, I mean, the Upper East Side is really my heart, but my wallet is more Upper West Side. So. But we never know what becomes available. So. I mean, people still, like, people mass exodus from the city for covid so there's a chance prices are still lower in some neighborhoods and people might just be wanting more space now in general in new york i mean i mean especially if you look at like the trends people are more downtown now they're less uptown i mean if i really had to i don't want to i don't want to consider a roommate but if we had a big enough place where i could have more than just a room to myself yeah then i would consider splitting with a roommate yeah I think you'll financially be, you'll have an easier time finding a studio than you would getting along with and finding a space that you would feel comfortable with having a roommate. Yeah. It's just like, I just have too much stuff. I think like yeah. most people are comfortable with just a bedroom. I have way too much stuff with just a bedroom and I'm not paying for storage. So yeah, I would say, let us move onwards now to our okay. sip on this, which is actually going to be kind of a combo bees slash sip because we're going to go straight into relationship discussions after we have the bees so are we still playing bees audio because i can't not play it like i love it too much oh no we have to play bees audio it will literally be <laughs> bees wendy vibes Ta-da-da. I never don't love it. Incredible. <laughs> it's perfect. I just, Hannah and I, you guys don't, don't see this. We interpretive dance every time it plays. Every time. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's do it. So the most important thing we need to talk about is that 
I have now been offered sex work. It was unreal to read the messages, to be honest with you. And I will post them, of course, but let's look at some highlights, shall we? Let's do it. Okay. So this happens to me a lot where people that I don't match with find my Instagram and message me there. And I just have to say, Mm -hmm. guys, it's not the vibe. Don't do that. I think it's weird. Please don't. (laughs) If someone doesn't match with you, you have your answer. You don't need to seek us out. Yeah. You know, so... Okay, so this person finds me on Bumble or finds me on Instagram, has seen me on Bumble, and they want to give me any amount of money that I would like. All I like is some head and sex. The more I agree to do, the more money I get. I know you'd be interested just by looking at your profile. And I just, I have to wonder, because I've posted my Bumble profile, right? This is like my cleaner profile. There's not, there's no innuendos going on. It's just like wittiness. In fact, let us navigate now to the profile and I will read you the bio and you tell me if this gives off, I am interested in sex work vibes. Well, your opening line saying, I am interested in sex work is not helpful. I will say. I'm shook that that's how they took me literally. That's so crazy. <laughs> I do include daddy issues as a facetious person in my profile. Like it's true, but I think most people take it in the way that I mean it in a joking way. Right. So my opening line is having an existential crisis. So I joined bumbling. It's my better judgment. Um, I state where I'm from. I talk about the, I'm a Jeep girl, thickness, daddy issues, squat, bench, deadlift. I say I have a personality beyond liking a TV show. And then I can spot a catfish a mile away. Now, reading between the lines i'm still not really getting sex work vibes was it the secondary i think it's your second or third picture in which you hold up a paper sign that says <laughs> i'm open to sex work you know shocking was that it <laughs> i mean truly i i so this this is not the first time that like i've gotten i've, I've gotten sugar baby requests before you know like what? that happens from like and I, I, they're all like scams. Like you can just tell, you know, so I ignore them, whatever. I am a Nigerian prince. <laughs> <laughs> oh, royalty. Okay. But no, this person sent me photos and they were supposedly deposits he had made of $30,000 to some woman who like, he's like, I don't do this very often, which is why I can send a lot of money. I'm 24. And he's like, obviously I'm a real person. Hopefully you can tell his profile has no photos. He's real. Um, it, it, he follows only women. I'm definitely getting realness vibes from him. I don't know about you. Real. So real. Um, he wouldn't lie to me. So you wouldn't lie. <laughs> and he, I never answered and he messaged me again and had a very interesting request that it was included in the message that I showed you, but yes. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know if I even want to say it. Like, I'm going to post it, but it's hard to read because it's so disgusting. Basically, he wanted to have my underwear. And... (laughs) And... Vomiting in regular order! Vomiting in regular (laughs) order! Normal vomiting occurring. I will say (laughs) that, like, you can sell pretty much anything on the internet now. Like, there's a girl who records the weird things that she sells men, and, like, some will buy... So she'll do, like, foot exfoliants and sell the dead skin that comes off. (laughs) Men will buy it. And all I can say is, like, I respect your hustle because, like, men, I'm disappointed in you. This girl... Kudos to you for utilizing their weird fetishes to better your life while maintaining a physical distance. 
<laughs> so, and in, uh, in some locations, you can buy underwear from a vending machine. Ugh. So I'm just saying, I I think there's a difference between being a sugar baby and being a sex worker. And I think that both are valid. If that's what you want to do, do it. I'm not yeah. disparaging you. That's like your decision. I totally support your right to make that decision. For myself, it's not something I'm interested in. And I just never had such an overt offer before. So Absolutely. it was interesting, uh, especially because it was unsolicited. Uh, yep. <laughs> not a single part of me <laughs> was putting out the vibe that I wanted to be a sex worker out there. There was so, no vibe. There was none. And it's interesting because we, I used to have an OnlyFans and this is coming a year after like the So late <laughs> party. <laughs> I, I already sold parts of myself sir and you missed it so this ebay auction has closed (laughs) i'm sorry the highest bidder won we closed it it's over the shipping and postage has already been paid so it's international i can't do it again can't do it (laughs) i can't cancel that again so (laughs) never a bad time for a grinch moment so so in conclusion men still have the audacity that's all that they have and (laughs) In my tinier bees, I have met someone that I enjoy speaking with and I'm enjoying getting to know. And we've discussed that there's no pressure or expectations, just that we're enjoying the conversation. And I don't know. I like talking to him. So Hannah's just, just raising a my lot eyebrows, of eyebrow waggles at me <laughs> with lots of angles. <laughs> vibes, vibes, vibes. <laughs> I mean, who can say, you know? So uh, we'll see. I, my main love of my life is my career right now much to uh, hannah is my number one knife in my heart my number <laughs> one love of my life is my career i'm sorry would Level you i'm sorry i'm sorry respect. you chose a man over me so i don't want to hear it <laughs> oh it's all popping off <laughs> so the betrayal has been equalized <laughs> the betrayal has not been equalized i chose a person <laughs> you chose an inanimate thing <laughs> bring me closer to you so really you still win play the bees audio again <laughs> <laughs> do it yourself do, do, do. Far across the if you're gonna sing it you have to sing it like the recorder distance <laughs> so in conclusion let's keep talking about relationships let's bring in wendy let's okay. have her in the chat and okay. then let's just have a little relation combo let's The tea is exceptionally good today. (laughs) Who made this? Mm, mm, Very delicious. So. So. I would like to talk about what we were talking about a little bit beforehand, which was the intimidation that exists when you are a single person who is considering your options, not wanting to put off any potential suitors, but you don't want to feel like you're jumping into a six month relationship you know Mm -hmm. you don't want to feel like immediately on meeting them you're now committed so like walk me through your mindset because I think it's relatable well so I think everyone kind of enters at least the digital dating world sort of with like a couple of grains of salt like I don't think anyone really expects a relationship to form yeah very few people I think and so of course you if you're like us you can't talk to someone for an extended period of time and not develop an emotional connection 100 percent. so uh, maybe you know if you're not like that like teach me your secrets but (laughs) show me (laughs) (laughs) 
training arts. No, truly, like I, I can't do it because I, I already, I have personally a very hard time being vulnerable with people. Right. And with friends, it's a little easier, but with men, it's it feels impossible sometimes. And of course, I understand. I'm in therapy. Why I have it? Why the wall exists? I'm working on it. But I'm, I'm working on it as I'm like building it. You know, I'm like, do I like this brick choice? And I just keep going instead. I'm like, could I change it? Mm, I'll just reconsider. add a few more bricks and then I'll decide. <laughs> you know? so, yeah. It's like that. But I think that maybe this is just me, but I don't think so. I put a pressure on myself when I meet someone that I'm getting along with that results in like an internal panic. Yeah. Because now I feel like, especially like, let's say you do meet on a dating app and you maybe haven't hung out yet. You're deciding to talk before you hang out to see how things go on. And right. if you're like me and you've experienced emotional trauma at the hands of men many times, you many times over, <laughs> you kind of have, you go into it thinking like nothing's going to happen. Like surely right. like, nothing's going to happen. And then like, let's say you do start to form a connection. Then it turns into, oh, okay. I like this person. And then that turns into, oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> it's not the, oh yeah, Kool-Aid man. This is his cousin. Oh no. Oh no. Look he what he's done to this beautiful home. <laughs> Some of the last of Dane Cook's greatness. Uh, <laughs> and then so like, the, oh no, guy is kind of like punching your wall, right? He's like right. testing the sturdiness. He's like, oh no, we need to we need to make sure this thing is kosher. We can't add more glue. I'm gonna hold. <laughs> so I, I think there's just a part of me that at that point feels this need to distance myself because yeah. obviously I think that there's a fear involved with like, moving too quickly or jumping into something sure. because I never expected something to happen anyway. And so then when something does happen, I almost find reasons for it not to happen so that it can't happen. You know? Yeah. It's like a self-sabotage where you feel safer with it failing because at least then it's what you expected initially rather than like pushing in and seeing if it works out. Especially when it's a good person, like a nice person who was like good for me. Like that's the times when I panic the most because then that means that like, I don't necessarily know the path that I'm on because I haven't had very many healthy relationships. So I think that's why I gravitate towards guys who I know are emotionally unavailable because Mm. then I know they're not expecting me to be involved with them long-term. So then there's like a safeness there because I don't have to feel like I I don't put pressure on myself in those scenarios because I know how they're going to end, you know? So that's my perspective when it comes to like dating apps specifically. And when I meet someone, so like, for instance, when I met this person that I've been talking to Hannah about, I like, as time went on and like, we were talking more and more, I didn't feel that they were putting a pressure on me. It wasn't them specifically doing something to make me feel this way, but it was something I put on myself that like right. I assumed that they meant or felt so and it turned out that I was wrong and you know they we were on the same page we just hadn't expressed it so yeah that's where I'm at well I think it's also I think it's something that's super relatable but you kind of go through these dating patterns and I know people are always like oh identify your dating pattern and then you can change it or you can tweak it but I think it's also like it's like watching a show that you've already seen, you know, how it's going to end. So you feel really comfortable in that pattern, even if you know that it's not good for you, or you Mm -hmm. know that it's not going to end in permanent happiness, you know, Mm -hmm. like being interested in emotionally unavailable guys was something I had a PhD in prior to (laughs) getting into this relationship. Like I was always interested in the guy who was broody and 
standoffy sure. and wasn't interested you know like there's so many parallels there's so many parallels interesting but, we can analyze that someday <laughs> we'll we'll leave her in a different chat for now <laughs> but but no genuinely like there I, I don't know why but the last couple of weeks have been really mentally nostalgic not in the sense that I miss the old days but just like mm-hmm. a lot of thoughts have been running through my mind about like where I was I think because I have probable job change coming up I'm like in the headspace I was in before. So I was thinking about like the guys that I interacted with in my old workspace when I was still single. And like, I almost don't know what a workspace looks like that isn't my current workspace because Mm -hmm. in all the other spaces, I know the role I have, you know, it's like the new girl, like probably going to be getting some attention from some older guys because I'm younger, you know, I'm not single, but like, Mm -hmm. I don't think a lot of them care, especially in like, I would say the American community. I think Brits are more respectful of marriage. I I haven't had this interaction with British guys as much as I've had it with American guys. Like as soon as British guys see my ring, they're like, oh, mm-hmm. I, I really don't get hit on that often. Anyway, I'm like, I, I just want to say that because I feel like everybody's like, oh, when I get hit on blah, blah. And I'm like, I promise you, I could go years without a single person being like, Hey, (laughs) I I don't get hit on a lot, but when I used to in a workplace situation, it was always in a specific way. Like I was so different from the other people that they worked with. Mm -hmm. That was interesting, but nothing about me specifically. So like, I don't know, it's kind of a rambly tangent, but my mind's been cast back to like what Mm -hmm. I used to be interested in. And like Emma will remember, and I think I've talked about it before on the podcasts, actually, there were, there were like three guys that expressed interest in me at my last workplace. One, it's like Goldilocks. One was really (laughs) short and really nice, but like, I just had no interest in him whatsoever. (laughs) And we were really different people. He was like, uh, we literally saw the world in different ways. (laughs) We literally did. Um, because quite literally he was about up to my like collarbones. Like what, like five, seven, yeah, like five, seven, five, eight. So he, he used to be in the air force and he was like, he was really nice, but he just was kind of embittered and mm-hmm. was somebody who was really more into image than into substance. Like mm-hmm. he's one of those guys who has like whiskey glasses and he like collects, you know, like he wants to present a specific persona. He has waistcoats and those kind of things. Okay. Um, like pipes, you know, I see. Um, so a gentleman. Yeah. So wanted to take on this kind of persona rather than like being Almost like authentic self. blinders. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the vibe. And then second guy was kind of a neck beardy guy, not in a horrible way, but just to give you a picture, like <laughs> he was tall and sort of like, didn't really mind about what clothing he wore. He wore a lot of like button down cardigans. So a contractor. And, yeah. But he had like, uh, a very bookish like haircut and beard okay. and glasses and he was very much like the person that you talk smack to in the office like he was a really fun office worker got it but he he was the guy who became your confidant so he was the guy who waited for you to tell him about all the horrible men that you were dealing with and mm. then entered into the chat as like an alternative and you were I like oh, I was not that 
It feels a little manipulative, but okay. It is very emotionally manipulative. And he was just a super negative person. Like he, he was one of those people that like everything was horrible and like, it was never going to work out well. And he, he was very self-deprecating. Okay. And then third guy who we already know is older, confident, liked to have a good time, but was very emotionally non-available and all I'm saying all of this just to say like my mind has been running over you know when you have like a coin in your hand and you're running your fingers over it my mind has been running over the the situations of my past the situationships the men of my past the the guys that I'd never even dated the guys Mm -hmm. that I was just around my last days in Texas came up in my mind like Oh, it was horrible. Like all of these guys who like had never said boo to a ghost took the opportunity to be like, I am here to declare my love. I <laughs> I thought she loved you forever. Yeah, like, now that you're leaving what? and becoming a challenge, I love you. I have been here for literally five and a half years. Like, get out. But yeah, but you were like here. Yeah, like guys that I worked with that had genuinely been in like the same room and meetings with me for like years all of a sudden I was at like a going away bar thing Mm -hmm. and they were like hey I'm like no take my number (laughs) that we can have I can come out (laughs) and hook up with you in England and then leave because I've had what I need from you the end of that story I can tell you the end of that story so uh, Emma, do you know her? <laughs> I'm just saying. No, that reeks of that guy from um, our friend's wedding. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Cancel your plane ticket. Don't go. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. No, I can, you know I can count on two fingers the men that I would do that for. One of them is Chris Evans. <laughs> One of them is Captain America. <laughs> and the other is Gerard Butler. And that's it. And the other is also Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> it's Captain Steve Rogers and Chris Evans. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't cancel my plane ticket for Steve Rogers or for Chris Evans. Oh, I absolutely would. 100%. But that's I'm trying the, to think that's of my who my Hollywood person would be. I think my Hollywood people that I would like cancel would have been Chris Pine. Love a Chris Pine. Uh, blue sesh. eye, babe. Such yeah. a babe. Um, what a sesh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then probably a love actually slash sense and sensibility alan rickman okay i was thinking we're in our um, 40s 50s but it's fine (laughs) i was colin firth it up kingsman colin firth okay no that for me is too old for colin firth colin firth i could do is bridget jones colin firth hugh grant hugh grant you cancel a plane ticket forever and always come on (laughs) anyway we digress Yes. So I think I wouldn't say that's a grass is greener. Some people do have a grass is greener mentality about that, but I would say single is my safe space and what I feel the most comfortable with myself because I have no one to answer to. And you also know exactly what's going to happen because you're in control of it. Right. There's definitely a, yeah. I mean, I have OCD. This is a known fact. So getting into new relationships is hard anyway, because I am not 100% in control of the direction that it's going to take, which is why I feel the need to like take myself out of the equation because then I feel like I'm doing something actionable and I'm taking control of something and I view it as like, a, Oh, they probably won't write for me anyway. Sort of vibe. And of course I never know that. Like 
you never know unless you try. I mean, sometimes, you know, right. You're like, oh, this is sometimes, numbers. you know, <laughs> you know, the, the teardrop tattoo under their eye, you know, <laughs> you know but, uh, <laughs> but let's say in this scenario, I don't know. So that's right. terrifying. And I am frozen with fear <laughs> and fighting that because I understand where it's coming from, but it took yeah. me a long time to be cognizant of that. And it's a habit that is very hard to break. Well, and to be fair, you haven't had a genuine romantic interest in a while because all of these guys have been theoretical. They've all been Mm -hmm. online personas that you might have an interest in, but you haven't had like, you're in front of me, I'm in front of you, like a no kidding love interest in a while. Mm -hmm. I think that's why like, I, part of me always appreciating apps with like a, I don't know if I want to meet someone on here because then it feels less genuine than like an in-person meeting. And there's still that sort of part of me that's like, maybe it just feels less real to me because I met you in a virtual environment versus like, you know, I've met exes on social media, not social media, um, dating apps, you know, and like it it can change once you meet them in person and you have like in-person interactions, you know, maybe it matters less then. Well, and the thing that I, I really get tripped up on is the pursuit part of it really appeals to me. Like I was saying earlier, I rewatched this part of the show where this guy and this girl were getting close and you could like tell that they were falling for each other. Mm -hmm. And it was like somewhat like, oh, is it going to happen? Is it not? And I remember that excitement in my head. And then I thought about it for a minute and I was like, I also remember the other side of it where it doesn't happen mm-hmm. or it does work out and it's not what you thought it was. Like I've had so many situationships that like yeah. I really romanticized in my head where I was like, this is really going to go somewhere. We like, we are going to get to be together, like da, 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 da. And then you get to it and it's not like this beautiful meadow. It's like a cliff and it's like, oh, actually this guy was never right for me. And mm-hmm. oh, this like back and forth intrigue thing was really just a mind game in my for that only damaged myself like it didn't damage him at all mm-hmm. and I was saying this to somebody earlier this week because a younger guy that I go to church with he was asking me about what he should do about this girl that he likes mm-hmm. and I was telling him I was like honestly the sooner you get to a space in your life where you don't play games with people the better you're going to be not because games don't work or any of that but because the only way that games work is for the opposite person playing them because the person who's playing games and like trying to like wait an hour or wait five hours to text back or not thinking about the double texting they're interested and the other person either is or isn't but it doesn't change with the game like I I really feel like I hear a lot of girls especially like women who have been dating for a while say like oh yeah the game is the game is the whole thing like you got to play the game you got to you know, don't text him back. Don't let him feel like he's too important to you. And I'm like, I promise you, if you're worried about this, he doesn't like you anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, I, had a, I had a guy tell me like, who was like, he has such a big ego. And I was like, you shouldn't. I'm letting you know now. <laughs> you should go from like an eight to like a four. <laughs> Drop it. You need to cut it in half. Because he basically categorized me as like, oh, this person I can only view casually. And I'm like, okay, like whatever. Oh, was this the guy that like sex zoned you? the yeah so the broadway dude okay he was a don't date actors uh so don't date theater people don't date act don't do it drama is their whole life and they will carry that into their personal life so they will not pay the phone bill no he he was very no that too like their work is very fickle so uh they so he definitely encouraged that he's like you gotta like play hard to get this and that and i was like i don't want someone who's going to make me do that anyway 
you know, there's not a single part of me that enjoys that part. So when it comes to like the in-person thing, the intrigue is sometimes the only fun part of that, you know, like it literally is. Cause at the end of it, I promise you, you don't have a genuine connection. Right. So it's, so there's this like, obviously we romanticize everything in our heads. Like we can't help it. Hollywood is like a big part of our lives. So I think, and we're those kind of people that we, we are much more active in our imagination than we are in the, in the room in terms of like what we are willing to cling hope onto and attach Mm -hmm. value to. So like in my mind, I see a lot of possibilities when I was single, like I would see a lot of possibilities with guys, but I was never interacting with them. Like, hi, like (laughs) we're going to get married. Like it was all in my mind. You know what I mean? I would interact with them and be like, Hey, what's up? Yeah. I am definitely not able to project that same energy as I do in my head to a person that I meet like at work or something like that. (laughs) And furthermore, I don't want to date coworkers because I want to enjoy crapping where you eat. Don't do it. I have dated guys who worked in the same building as me, not in the same shop, the same building. And that was hard because I know their work schedule at that point, you know, and like, we're on the same one. I'm going to see you because it's not a huge building. I will see you. And I did a lot and it sucked. So I think that even though like there's a part of my brain that definitely thinks that it's more romantic to meet someone IRL, like, Oh, I bump into you at the books. Like uh, my own life is in my head. So it's so, it's so nodding hill. And I'm just a girl asking for my life to be a movie, but But you could meet someone and have that organic connection. I don't think it's a problem if you meet them online. I just Mm -hmm. think online, it sort of allows you to enter the space that you do in person, but you're able to kind of check it because you have the in-person reactions to be Mm -hmm. like, Oh, actually, you know, we don't actually get on in person. So it's quite easy to turn that part of your brain off. But when you're online, that's all you have is the potential. So then you start casting out like what's going to happen and Mm -hmm. you can see it. And then like you meet them and there's cognitive dissonance because it's like, oh, wait a minute. Which is almost like what I expected. It's almost part of my problem though, because that potential is a double-edged sword for me. Yep. And it's sometimes it's fun to imagine other times I just, I panic over it. So it's really like, it's just it just depends on like which side I'm going to cut myself with today, you know? So which side? <laughs> maybe, both both the side. <laughs> maybe I'll just put it between my legs and just run it down. And it's both at the same time. So that was such a violent image. Yes, yes it was. But yeah. So I will say that like, I try, I try not to think too hard about where I meet someone now, especially in a COVID world. Like furthermore, I don't, I feel like I'm at the age now where I don't go bar hopping anymore. Like I go out with a friend to a bar and we hang out because we're there with each other. I'm not going there to meet guys. And furthermore, I don't, I've, but I've done that. You don't meet good guys at bars. You just don't do it. No, <laughs> so. 100%. And I would also say like, I still have friends who are in the phase where they're like, oh, we'll go, we'll go to a bar and we'll have like 18 drinks. And I'm like, why? I, I, I don't want to. I want to like, go I home. Really don't want to. <laughs> like I enjoy, you I know, the average. You know, once every three years, you go to a club, you enjoy yourself, you have your little checkbox, and you're done for the next three years. Mm-hmm. You don't go every weekend. No. You're not like if you're a club rat and you're over twenty five. Priorities, people. Th- just just think about it. Like, do you really want to be there? Because maybe, maybe you're the one who does, but for most of you, you're going because of peer pressure and you'd actually rather be at like a casual drink with a friend. Or like, if you are going to go out drinking, like you have two and then you go home and you watch Mm -hmm. Netflix, like that's where you want to be. I just think it's more fun when you go to a restaurant, people you actually enjoy spending time with, you have good food, you have quality cocktails and you just hang out with them. Like that's fun to me. 
Yeah. Versus the pressure of looking a certain way, going to a bar, trying to catch guys' attention. Guys who are sleazy anyway, and who I, I'm not going to bring home. I'm not going to go home with no. them. So like, what no. am I doing here? And sidebar, I went out on Saturday with my friend Allison and it's casual. And I told Hannah, like, I have ditched the bra. I don't wear bras. I don't care. She and doesn't. in New York City, this is like the least of a New Yorker's concerns. I could tell who was a tourist and who wasn't based on how they reacted to my not wearing a bra. Like, I was in like, I was in a white shirt, not thin though. It was like a, it was like thick enough that like you yeah, couldn't, you couldn't see, see any nips. No, like you could not, the areolas were not visible. The areolas no. were in, they, they were, were tucked. Inside. <laughs> uh, but obviously you could tell that I wasn't wearing a bra, but I enjoy not wearing a bra because I hate them and they are, they make me sore. They cut into me. I don't like them. So I don't wear them. And maybe I'm just wearing the wrong bra, whatever. I still don't like it. So yeah. I digress again i digress so often he he is in like every person who was not a local or like the tourists were all just like like double taking like if you think this is shocking you're not ready for the rat man you're not ready you don't even know (laughs) (laughs) you are unprepared for the things that you could see in a place like this like if you think it's weird when a woman doesn't wear a bra what are you gonna do when you see all the drag what are you gonna do yeah i i think circling the wagon to kind of put a cherry on top of the relationship conversation. I think in general, the more that you are allowing yourself to create a reality in your mind, the more that you're going to be disappointed by what reality you have in front of you, which is why I think we would always say, you don't have to meet in person, but try to have real interactions with people because that's the only way that you're going to know if you like them. And besides that, you can be single and be perfectly happy. Like mm-hmm. Emma's quite a happy single. I think there, there are just some people who, you know, you want to be in a relationship eventually. So you're, you're pursuing that. You know what I mean? Like you're mm-hmm. keeping your options and eyes open, <laughs> looking and praying. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but I think in general, like the more that you play games or the more that you allow yourself to create a separate version of whoever you're talking to, the more that it's going to be a huge letdown for you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. understandably because they were never real mm-hmm. that and you know you're going to be disappointed or you're going to inadvertently like i do put an expectation on your own shoulders you know and then you're going to say like oh well because they are talking to me a lot that means that they expect us to be married in a year you know like probably really? not <laughs> probably not i do stay tuned for the wedding invite it will come out (laughs) i do this for myself all the time because i really thrive when i'm single and there's part of me that is afraid of not being single anymore because then i have to worry about somebody else and i'm really good at only worrying about myself and i also have like complexes that come from past relationships when i am in a relationship that can make relationships very stressful for me you know so well and you've never been in a relationship where you've had appropriate boundaries for decision making so you've always taken the other person into account because you're a very you're a very feeling oriented person you know you really care about what your partner is dealing with and thinking and how they want things to go and how they feel and so you really take them into account when you make decisions to the Mm -hmm. extent that you shouldn't like there were a lot of decisions with j names that should not have been open to j names you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like you you made life plans based on these people because that's the, the type of commitment that you give to a relationship so i think having a relationship with effective boundaries where you say, actually, until we're engaged, I'm not making a career decision based on you. Not because I don't love you, not because I don't value you, but because I have to protect myself because where would I be in a year if you upped and left one day? Mm-hmm. And then I made all these choices based on you. I've been there, yeah. done that, you know? 
own the t-shirt. It's in the back of the closet. I it's just, red. <laughs> and that's like something that like, it's a, there are certain conversations that I keep in circulation when I'm with some, that I have to now that I'm aware of it. I have to yep. keep in circulation. Like, are you still okay with the career choices that I'm making? Are you still okay with the plans that I have for like family orientation and things yep. like that? Like, are you, are we still on the same page? Cause the moment we're on separate pages about that, I have to go because have to. I will not allow myself to choose this person over what I want for myself, especially because I haven't gotten to do it yet. You know, there are so many people that will pop up on the pathway to your hopes, your dreams, the things that you want to do, who are very willing detours to say like, Oh, like I, like I said, I can't tell you how many guys in Texas, like the day I was leaving, were like, oh, now's the time. Like, <laughs> I love you. And I'm like, like <laughs> what? So like, there were so many people. And even before that, there were people in Texas that I could have convinced myself to try harder to like them, to, to try harder to be in the moment. But I just knew that that's not what I wanted. And so I'm kind of the opposite of Emma. I drop and run really quickly. So it's harder for me to commit. I, I do the, I'm going to leave you before you can leave me thing mm-hmm. quite a lot, which is why Emma's one of my only long-term close friends because I don't have people in my life because I forced it (laughs) I'm here Um, but no genuinely I don't have people in my life who don't put in effort to me and who don't have the right mindset about me like if you have your own goals for me I don't have room for you in my life because Mm -hmm. that means you don't care about what I want Mm -hmm. like you having it's the same thing as like oh well you should take this job no 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 you want me to take this job because you want me to be in a specific location, which is closer to you, which would make you happy. And I love you, but that's not the best thing for me. That's mm-hmm. the best thing for you. In conclusion, relationships, especially ones that you create in your mind are dangerous. Singleness can be good or bad and don't advertise any sort of <laughs> mental condition or anything because you will be accused of being open to sex work. <laughs> Apparently, uh- <laughs> I don't know what happened there. It's fine. Uh, my final thoughts are, I am, it takes me, maybe you're like this too, dear listener. It takes me a, a little while to decide that I really like someone and that I'm deciding to invest in them. Um, it's kind of like a proving yourself portion that they have to yeah. go through to me and they don't know that they're going through it. So I'm very sorry in advance, but you are. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it's, kind of a portion where I have to like deal with my own fears and trepidations. So, yeah, you know, I did, I do this with every single guy I've dated. I did it with Jeremy. I, it took like two weeks before I was like, okay, I like them. I can move forward. But before that I had to kind of like force myself because otherwise I would have been like, mm, well, I think that it won't work for this hypothetical reason that hasn't happened yet. So yeah. Luke and I had like a very constantly evaluative process where until we were engaged and even up to when we got married, we were like, are you sure this is something you want? Are you sure you still feel the same way? Are you sure that you know who I am and that that is not going to become a problem when you don't have an out? Are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? And I think that's what dating is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. I've said it before, but I think dating is always supposed to be evaluative. It's not Mm -hmm. supposed to be, we've dated for two weeks. We obviously have to stay together forever. So. Yeah, this I do this to myself too. Like once I'm in long term with someone, I feel the need to stay even if I'm unhappy because of the time pressure. Like I've put so Sunken much time cost in. fallacy. Yes. Sunken oh. cost fallacy but all over. It is not permanent until that those rings are on and the vows are made. Yep. So don't feel bad if you're in a situation where you where you're with someone who you care about and you don't want to hurt, but you know you're unhappy. 
don't spend your life unhappy. I was talking about this with career stuff, but it totally is valid for relationships too. Like I would much rather die happy knowing that I've lived an enjoyable, love-filled life than die with a pile of money or a great last name or a hot boyfriend. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I would rather, I would rather those things go and the valid true things stay. You do not need to stay with someone just because you've been with them forever. If you're unhappy, your happiness and your partner's happiness, because ultimately if you're in a happy relationship, yeah, you're not like one of you usually isn't blissful and the other one's like miserable. Mm-hmm. You can tell, you know, when your partner is unhappy, trust me, you can tell. Anyway, those are our thoughts on relationships. We kind of touched on them before, but I we'll th- probably touch on them again. Yeah, I just <laughs> considering the recent conversation that Hannah and I had, we felt it was important to give personal anecdotes that related back to that. So yeah. we hope you enjoyed it. Let yeah. us know if you did. Don't let us didn't. know if you didn't. Shh. <laughs> 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 Just channel right. Emma at her next movie going experience. <laughs> <laughs> Violently shushing. Spit All right, guys. Mouth violence. Okay, I guys. am Hannah. And I am Emma. Oh, that's the tea.